Welcome back to episode 101 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I am your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, Capitol Hill gets invaded and what this could mean for Bitcoin. Next, Unimex does a rug pull and how to best avoid these scams. Then we react to the Bitcoin rally and discuss what projects are undervalued. And finally, the Fed approves banks to settle transactions using stablecoins. All right, let's listen in. Happening, Will? What's going big on, day, dude? Big, day, big days ahead, dude. It's crazy. So, so we, we gather here to talk about a lot of things. One with the country, other things with the crypto country. And then they're all intertwined so one way or another, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me share the screen so we can start looking at some of the content that we got pulled up here. And uh, so the first thing is, well, what do you want to, do you want to like set the stage for what's going on with the country or do you want to like. How, how can we? I guess like uh, we talked about it last week. Remember I was talking about how Charles Hoskins, Charles Hoskinson was talking about how big this Georgia runoff election was going to be. Yeah. You know, because it had a lot of implications. So, so for first one, of for, all, for, first of all, Georgia runoff. Like, what what is going on? I haven't been paying attention. I've stopped paying attention since Andrew Yang got kicked out. So, <laughs> all it is is it was a, it was like a, a Senate race to determine who's going to control the Senate, basically. Okay. So Democrats, obviously, they won the presidential election. So yeah. that's that's pretty big. But the problem is, presidents usually don't have too much power unless like. Congress is on their side, you know, the House and the Senate. Right. And in this case, the House is Democrat majority. So we have a Democrat House. Now we have a Democratic Senate and we got a Democratic president coming up. So now they have free reign to do whatever the fuck they want, basically. Hmm. So this upsets a lot of people on the other side of the political spectrum, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and they think like all of this happened, like, dude, like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, they think it's all fraud, right? At least that's what Trump is going out. He's saying this daily, right? Like, it, yeah. Everything was, was uh, you know, a hoax, you know, and he tried to prove it in the courts. The courts all denied him. So now, you know, people are, are rising up, dude. It's, it's starting to escalate into some actual... I, at first, I was kind of, like, mocking these guys. Like, dude, look at these boomers protest, dude. They don't know what they're doing. Like, there's, I don't see any fires, you know. There's not a single Wendy's on fire right now. Like, this is weak. But now I'm seeing them actually storm the Capitol. This is, like historical level like uh like uh, you know yeah uprising. activity yeah uprising. this is like shit you would read in the history books of like roman society <laughs> like ra raiding the roman capital you know like yeah some shit like that. <clears throat> so let me play one of the videos here that that you sent me specifically it's this one right here <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so what what you're listening to is a bunch of like civilians just storming the Capitol and just like entering. Yeah. And so you and I were just talking about like, what is this gonna do? Well, I guess what they're actually actively trying to do is to like halt the actual like election of these new senators and stuff like that. They're trying to stop the process, you know? Yeah. Like this is. This is like actual revolution. <laughs> like this isn't good. It just depends on how well like the police can contain this, you know. And dude, so I, I'm seeing some hilarious thing. Like there's a lot of traction building on this. Even my own parents, like, are <laughs> are want to get involved in this action. So yeah, I don't think they will. <laughs> I think. They're not that kind of people to travel like across the country just to get in on this. But I, I think there's going to be like a huge wave of people slowly yeah. trickle in. And like, I think over the next few days, you're just going to see this grow, unfortunately. So what does this mean for crypto? Probably only good things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this only looks more and more bullish for Bitcoin, right? Yeah. I, I would think. It's like, oh, it's a fire extinguisher is going, going off by somebody. So it says Trump protesters uh, just discharged a fire extinguisher outside of the Senate chamber. Jesus, dude. So already, dude, this is already bringing me flashbacks to like 
last year. Like when we were watching that COVID shit go down. Yeah. Like, already 2021's off to a, a ridiculous start, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was going so well, dude. Crypto was running so beautifully. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden this shit has to happen, dude. Like, come on, man. Yeah, so so you're saying that this is the uh, this is the calm before the storm when we were looking at China like fumigate the the entire city, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, we don't know what this can snowball into. It's gonna, yeah, I mean the people are obviously upset. Like, well, some people. I mean, this is like well, hardly half, the majority. Half the people, dude. Like that's the thing. About well, I politics. guess you're right. It's, it is yeah, half. It's, it's literally split in half. The election was so close; it was fifty fifty, literally. Yeah. It was decided by like less than a thousand votes. I think it was that close. Yeah, yeah. Like politics has gotten so divisive in this country. Like you're always gonna have half the country just ready to burn this shit down, which is like, holy shit! They're actually breaking the windows of the Capitol. Yeah, dude, this is madness. Dude, they they stole a riot gear, a shield. Oh yeah, keep that in mind. This is the side of the political spectrum that is pro Second Amendment. So most of these guys are wielding like assault rifles. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are no joke. See, yeah. I, I'm trying to put myself in the minds of these people. It's like, okay, let's okay, let's well, go they, in there and let's accomplish something. And the other dude's like, well, what do you want to accomplish? It's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out once we get in there. Yeah, what would you do, dude? Like, go like hide, uh, kidnap politicians and like put a gun up to their head and be like, listen, oligarchs, like this is it. We've We've listened to your bullshit for too long. It's like, we need revolution now, or else we're going to execute all of your politics. Like, is that what you would do? I mean, uh, I mean that <laughs> it makes sense if that's the plan, because that's where they that's, are, and that's where the people are going, so... That's what's crazy, though. Like, it could actually snowball into something like that, you know? There's been plenty of, like, psychological... It could, but dude, come on, man. This That's not going to work, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, it's dude... Obvious. The military is stacked, and these are civilians. It doesn't matter if you are holding an AR-15 or not. You're you're gonna you're gonna lose. Yeah, I hope uh, there's. But again, like there's been historical events in the past where like things like this have happened, and military had to respond and intervene, and that's usually what kickstarts like a uh, you know warish like uh, periods of time. You know, whenever like uh, the military has no choice but to take you know. Uh, lethal force against their own people which Dang. is rough this is breaking u.s house chamber being evacuated by reuters yeah they better get the fuck out of there oh fuck damn they're cl- <laughs> dude look at this they're this climbing the wall the world shit dude holy shit dude they're going like straight zombie mode dude <laughs> dude this is crazy dude this is the end of capitalism boys and girls wow Maybe not. At least the end of American exceptionalism, dude. Our country has some like serious. Dude, it, it's so much problems. easier to protest just by moving your funds into Bitcoin. Yeah. That's like the most efficient thing you could do. Yeah. Well, that's crazy, man. We're looking at people climb a wall. Yeah. I don't know, dude, I don't know what wall this is. Wall either, dude. Like that. That's a big drop if they fuck up. Yeah, for sure. Like that's like life changing. Uh, injury if if you slip your grip right here climbing this wall yeah that's not good but that's how crazy these people are getting and that's what i'm saying dude this is just the start man people are really pissed because put yourself in their mind dude all these people truly think these elections were fraud they think like this government is 100 percent corrupt which they're probably not wrong you know i'm not necessarily sure about the validity of those claims but yeah I mean, they're right in the sense that, dude, the government's been running and operating, you know, against the will of the people for so long. Oh, it's for just, sure. It's, it's That's taken for sure. this, it's taken, I don't know, getting up to this point for people to finally snap, I guess. It'd be different if you had both Democrats and Republicans, like, storming the... True. It would be different, but right. I think this is, like, tantrums, in my opinion. No, you're probably right. Hopefully this uh, doesn't escalate beyond this point, but all you can do is speculate. <laughs> Dude, this is live. It, this is a live stream that we're looking at right now, and there's a lot more people than just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, they're trickling in because this is being broadcasted all over Fox News, and people are getting pissed. Yeah, for sure. Parents included, dude. Like, because <laughs> Fox News is telling people all day long, every day, like that, you know. So hold on. Explain to me how, like, this, how this is like manipulation because we had a Republican president and – you had a uh, and all of a sudden all the seats had turned into democrat democratic 
So how does a Republican-run presidency, like, just all of a sudden switch and 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 all of a sudden become some form of fraud? Well, uh, I don't. I, obviously, no one's ever going to know the truth, but their contention is that like there is just voter fraud. You know, like actual suppression of of the true like vote count and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, but whether or not it's true or not doesn't matter. The point is like that seed is what they being believe. implanted in the mind of a lot of people. You know what I mean? See, but how can the, the Democratic Party commit voter fraud without some obvious evidence? I know apparently they have the evidence, but they presented it to the courts and the courts rejected that evidence. Well, I I guess. So they... in a civil society, that should be enough. Like that should be the end of it, right? If if we're reliant on our government infrastructure, yeah. That's it. Like the judicial, the judicial branch did their job, and they 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 voted. They're saying no. There's not enough evidence to support these big systemic claims of like systemic voter fraud. You know. So that's it. We should be like, okay, but that's not what's happening. <laughs> Trump, with the power he has of his voice, he he's galvanized <laughs> the whole sector of the people to like just completely lose faith in that system right now everybody is like you know everybody's awake in that sense like the government yeah yeah isn't it, honest yeah like everyone else besides the trumponians are sleeping yeah, yeah there they are in in the dude, chamber actually in there just hanging out <laughs> dude, but this is so crazy dude i was mocking like them early like yesterday i was making fun of these people like dude these guys are weak like as far as like protests but this is like an actual takeover. Yeah, this is this is like some shit. I'm telling you, you're gonna see this in history books. This is unreal. So, um, so they're in the chamber. What are they hoping to accomplish here? Is there gonna be a subsequent vote that they're preventing from happening? I mean, what what's the? Uh... I mean, nobody knows, man. This has never happened before. Never in the history of this country. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like hundreds of years of of government operating without this kind of like uh dissidence like citizen dissidence or whatever you want to call it like yeah yeah unrest unrest yeah this is shit you see like in countries like fucking uganda or something like that dude like yeah you know like a government building gets raided you know by like some terrorist organization (laughs) (laughs) you don't see this shit in like the developed world and it's you're starting to see it like this is not good man this is not good at all so then what what does that tell you those uh like what what do you do in this situation like i mean for me i just keep buying more chickens <laughs> I, I i buy more bitcoin dude and I, I try to get as far away as i can from civilized society you know what i mean yeah, yeah. this is not good this 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 doesn't go away you know what i mean these sentiments this this uh yeah that's true i mean people are pissed and they're gonna remain pissed until until something changes you know even occupy wall street didn't escalate to this level dude like it was just a true. bunch of hippie drum circles in the middle you know manhattan big fucking deal dude wall street only got richer and more powerful <laughs> since yeah, <laughs> like they, they literally did nothing you know the best thing that came out of that movie was probably satoshi's white paper you know yeah. what i mean that was it yeah that's true i mean he was probably there he was like fuck this <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go dude. write this paper again yeah he's like dude this is mm. fucking useless dude like let's let's go actually do something and then he, he launched bitcoin you know yeah. so what's gonna come out of this hopefully maybe in a whole new government you know Maybe, not hopefully because that usually means like bad things <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that means like actual revolution god damn dude this is actually absurd yeah i don't know how we could talk about crypto after this dude this is like too, this is uh too pivotal you know yeah man there's a ton of people there yeah dude i never thought i would see this in my lifetime like holy shit what if they just set the fucking thing on fire <laughs> dang. could you imagine that dang Holy, dude, that's the building from Independence Day, isn't it? Oh no, that was the White House. Yeah, that was was it? Remember the, White House? Movie? Remember the alien like shot down that beam? Like, no, that, it was a Capitol building. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, dude, dude, that's it. What if it just explodes? <laughs> <laughs> like in the Independence Day. Wow. Yeah, I mean, protests have changed a lot of things in, in throughout history. It's just there has to be like a clear message to the protests. Like, it's not exactly clear <laughs> as to what's what's well, what's desired. Is- I, I mean, what's desired? Yeah, I mean, do, do they want to count the votes individually themselves, like to prove to themselves that this there was not voter fraud, and and potentially do discover a fraud in in the votes? I mean, uh, what's the proposal here? Yeah, there's usually never that kind of rationalization whenever things like this are going down. You know, 
just like the whole Black Lives Matter thing, right? Like, what, what was the proposal there? There was none. It was just like that's true that's to fund point. the police and uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. Just the claim was like systemic racism. What, what what do you want? What does that mean? What do you want to happen? Does that mean like just kill all white people? Like, like what well, what is the response? I, I think when it when it comes to the Black Lives Matter, I I think it was Trevor Noah who said it best. Is that the protests weren't really necessarily for like a, a proposal of anything. It's more of like an indication that we've all signed a social contract mm-hmm. and that social contract is not being upheld within the black community. And okay. so they're, they're just, they're just illustrating their, their acknowledgement is like, okay, if there is no social contract, then I'm just going to burn everything. Mm. And I that, think that was, that, that was the only message. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not a rational response either, just like this isn't. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. It's the same frame of mind, like meaning it just basically means like we're not content with the way things are. So we're just going to we're, we're just going to burn everything. Yeah. You know, that's basically the same sentiment these people are feeling, just a different. Yeah, just a different. Yeah. yeah different cause. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just more signs of the time man. like we're leading into like a whole new period of our history like we've we've had 10 years of non-stop economic prosperity which is and look at what it what it led to like yeah unrest it's being completely funded by like artificial stimulus and stuff like that like not real genuine economic growth that's right right. that's right and like at some point that's all going to come tumbling down there's already huge negative sentiment building in this country like just from politics in general like yeah man red pill finance said it best dude like we're (laughs) Follow Rome 2.0, dude. That's what, like. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it feels like, man. It's unfortunate, but... Well, I think that's a good segue. Uh, Follow Rome 2.0, uh, talking about the favorite Unimex. So what was what was the attraction to Unimex to you uh, to begin with, I-Man? Uh, okay, I got to realign my fucking thinking into, like, crypto now, dude. It's yeah. so hard <laughs> after all that. I just want to, like sit back and that's probably what I'm going to do what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. Just like watch these, the wildness happen. Yeah. But in regards to this, yeah, this has, we, we had plans of talking about this project because. Yeah. We were doing like our behind the scenes research on it for sure. For a couple of weeks. Yeah. Just because it, it, it to me, it posed like a good opportunity as like a small, like a micro, I call this like a micro cap. This thing's under 10 million. It's like su- such a small un, unknown project. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's uh, addressing a, a market that has so much opportunity, which is margin trading, leverage trading, you know, uh, decentralized form of that. I mean, it already exists in this market with things like Binance and BitMEX and all those other centralized exchanges. Yeah. But we're already starting to see like a migration of volume coming away from those centralized platforms coming onto into the decentralized ecosystem, you know, with Uniswap and soon more DEXs, you know, okay. Loopring is popping off like crazy. So... I mean, it only makes sense, like the next sector to decentralize and, you know, also experience this volume siphoning is the, is the margin trading sector. So, so, Unimex, so Unimex was doing margin trading. And so yeah, they're building the platform for that. And, and it was an anonymous project. And yeah, it had a lot of the red flags that we've, we've talked about in the past, you know, like things you should never put your money in. Yeah. Anonymous. That's right. <laughs> But in this case, I was rationalizing it for some reason, thinking like, because this is such a heavily regulated territory, the margin trading sector, you know, that's the whole reason why BitMEX got shut down. You know, it's so much like un, unregistered activity going on there. The SEC was not happy with. So eventually they had to close it and like shut it down, you know, right? put a stop to it. So I was thinking that's why these people have to remain anonymous, you know? Yeah. But apparently that's not the case because there's other platforms that are actually trying to do things the right way yeah like, so I, I um <clears throat> so with unimex we we saw a rug pull and apparently uh one of the team members went rogue and tried to extort a million dollars worth of crypto uh from the team and so this was a a purposeful rug pull with intent to try to salvage the project uh, according yeah. to one of the founders yeah, this is unproven yet. The only thing we've seen so far is the the snapshot was taken because part of like uh, the message messaging from the developer team is like before this giant red candle you see here, uh, they, they took the snapshot of all the token holders and then they themselves 
basically dumped all the tokens on the market to, like you say, salvage some of that liquidity right. for the relaunch, you know? So we're not going to know for sure, like a couple of days from now, <clears throat> whenever the new tokens are airdropped into everybody's account and the, 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 the liquidity pools are refunded, you know, yeah, basically it's like, this never really happened. Obviously the price isn't going to reflect that. I'm sure once people get their tokens, they're going to dump like yeah. heavily. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen situations or similar situations occur with like legitimate projects like with Ethereum, with the DAO hack, and they were obviously recovered. And uh, we have Ethereum and then Ethereum Classic. Uh, but this has a different uh, a different feel to it just because the, the team is anonymous. So you can't yeah, really you can't really trust what they're doing. And their apology letter, I mean, as genuine as they're trying to make it seem, I mean, you just can't take it seriously. So yeah. I, I expect that once the tokens are returned to the to their holders, they're just going to dump it, and this this project is a thing of the past. Like it's not a, and, and I'm sure that it, it could 10x still because you know people are That's risky the market. Yeah, because of the crypto market. But yeah, this this is a good example to adjust the strategy. In that, if you look at a micro cap micro cap cryptocurrency, and you need to do your due diligence and look at their competitors. If this is a, mar a decentralized margin trading platform, well, look at the other ones. For example, we got DYDX. Mm -hmm. So this one has been around. And if you go and start trading, it'll tell you automatically, hey, you're in the United States. You can't use this tool. And, and so they're, they're a decentralized exchange and they are following regulatory protocol. Yeah. They're upholding like, <coughs> you know, their... <laughs> integrity i guess with the uh the regulatory bodies at least just to avoid any future problems yeah and i'll show you what but i mean that gives, yeah this that gives this platform more i guess like long-term sustainability to it you don't have to be so worried you know? yeah and, and so it says i clicked on perpetuals and then it says due to regulations perpetual contracts are not available in the united states mm. so that tells you all you need to know that this is a project that's trying to do things right mm -hmm. And um, yeah, if that, you do, that's good. Uh, the last thing is, if you do any research on DYDX, you'll learn a bunch of uh, YouTubers and you know a bunch of articles talking about how this could be this could be the next big airdrop for people. So they're recommending everybody to go and interact with the protocol in any way that you can, depending on which country you're in. So that would be a good sort of uh, exercise for everyone to do, just to interact and do something like a small sale just to be on yeah. the list. Yeah, DYDX, DYDX has been around, I think, as long as Uniswap has been around. So it, it's safe to assume like these these protocol layers that they they develop and polish their protocol before launching a token. Like mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure like they're going to follow the same uh, path. So yeah, if you're in the US like us, all we could really do is like register these accounts just like you did with Uniswap, right? Like they allocated their airdrop just to account holders. Actually, no. They had to execute at least one trade, I think. Yeah, right? that's right. So, I mean, Will is saying there's there's other ways we can still interact with this platform. So hopefully that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could do a margin trade. Just put in 10 die, do a 10x margin trade. So you're 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 messing around with 100 die in uh in a token for ETH. And then uh, that's that's all you need to do. Yeah, so we need yeah, just do that as much as you can. Just assume this project is gonna follow Uniswap's uh, cycle, you know, and not just this pro pro protocol. There's there's plenty several. Others, like, there's several yeah. others out there that haven't dropped a token that potentially might. So w yeah. we can do a little bit more d uh, research into uh, DYDX by uh, combing through their GitHub. And there might be indicators in there already about a token drop. So uh, we still need to do that research. There's ton of, tons of things to do. Uh, but the point of this conversation is to show that Unimex, an anonymous project, did what they call a rug pool, but potentially like a, a trying to save the project, which is equal <laughs> to a rug pool, to a legitimate project like DYDX, who, has, who is following the regulatory framework for their project. So... And, I mean, we need to look up to see who's running DYDX, but I would imagine they're not anonymous. Yeah, don't take our word for it yet. But, but yeah. at this point, it doesn't even matter too much because there isn't a token. But yeah, definitely do that due diligence before. I mean, whenever the token is inevitably released before, you start investing in it. But 
this sector in general, though, the, the margin trading sector is going to be huge. Yeah, absolutely. Future. You know, it's just it's essential financial tools, just like lending and and um, bar <clears throat> and like liquidity provision is in the DeFi space. You right. know, right. This is this is how like price discovery happens usually like in the traditional finance world like it usually starts with the uh with these platforms you know yeah um so like uh, last time whenever bitcoin is like a million dollars plus and there's a lot less volatility like these are the these are the exchanges people will use to right. uh, you know to capitalize on those swings um so we want to talk about side chains but before we do let's just give everybody some perspective as to what's going on right now so bitcoin um, last night I was watching it. It went all the way and touched thirty six thousand dollars, mm-hmm. or almost touched thirty six thousand. Twice looks like. Yeah, and uh, so it's starting another accumulation zone here a little bit. It's, it's what it's looking at for. Let's look at the day, and uh, yeah, there, that's my noise. Dude, but, this is hold on. <laughs> Dude, Bitcoin does not has has not stopped ever since. Yeah, ever since COVID, COVID drop. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And this is where I was, man. I was telling everybody, like my family, and it's like, dude, you guys need to start accumulating something at yeah. nine thousand. Do they listen to you? No, no, sir, no, sir. <laughs> They're listening now, though, when it's like thirty-five thousand dollars. Oh yeah, of course. Now they want to buy, right? Yeah, that's when everybody has money when it's thirty-five thousand. Exactly. So let that be a lesson to all of us, man. Like we we should know better at this point. You know, people are starting to get greedy. So, I mean, not these are usually around the times when you start like at least uh, coordinating some type of uh, you know safe ejection button i don't know what to call it dude. i mean those who have gone in a little bit like we've already talked about when when to sell and um so they know that when i tell them to pull the trigger they have to do it Mm -hmm. uh just because you know there's you you could try to sell your your bitcoin on coinbase or whatever and the, the site is not working so you need to know like what how to prevent that from happening Right. And I mean, there's a couple of ways, but <clears throat> I mean, just yeah. trying to be safe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I'm just looking for a correction at some point in the short term, but this, this is no way like the top, you know, of this. Oh, cycle. for sure. Not even close. Like we're just now starting to see like last night was the first signs that I've seen of like actual market, like coming alive, you know, where, where everything was running up at the same time, not just Bitcoin, not just Ethereum or not just the altcoins, right? Everything was moving up in unison, which was like, wow. Like you could feel the energy of the market, you know? And and we're nearing that one trillion market cap, big psychological barrier, you know? Yeah, that's right. Once, once we break through that, I mean, that, that that puts a lot of doubt, I think, in people's minds or puts to rest all those doubts. You know, like I think that legitimizes this space as like a, a true asset class, I would think. Like... Not many things penetrate the trillions of dollars of valuation, you know, not yeah, many markets. That's true. Like, I don't think the Beanie Babies ever got that popular. Yeah. <laughs> so no longer can people make this like Beanie Baby comparison, you know, like the, this is all just a bubble. It's going to fizzle away into nothingness eventually. Like you guys are all dumb. Yeah. That, it's that, no longer the, it, that can never happen now. Yeah, you can't say that anymore. There's too much institutional like adoption at this point. You know, you didn't see big institutions like buying Beanie Babies and shit like that, you know? I mean, we, we look at just this one year where we had the COVID hit on March and then up until January. And it looks like a lot, but Bitcoin has been going ham since the beginning. Like buying Bitcoin at any time is always a good time to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. True, Especially, but it's always it's always nice to try and find like a good deal. You know what I mean? Just like anything else, like you always want to buy things on sale. <laughs> for sure. So like a nice little thirty percent correction would be like from this point. Like if you see Bitcoin at like twenty two thousand or something, maybe like in the next month or so, that that to me is a juicy opportunity to buy. Well, absolutely, you know? no no doubt about that. No, he- I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I th- I think it's more likely to happen than to not. So, well, yeah, I don't think it's just going to be green candles until October. Like 100K? Yeah. 100K, just straight green? Yeah. That would be 
unimaginable. But then again, like that—that's we've seen things like this happen to like like Tesla, dude. Like Tesla. Yeah, but it's like, more parabolic. I mean, we would expect a parabolic run, and then that's when you start thinking about taking some profits. And and yeah, we're experiencing a parabolic run right now, but this is nowhere near its projected um, projected you know price. Yeah. And who knows, man? We might be experiencing like this this hyper cycle that somebody on YouTube or on Twitter was claiming, like yeah, a super cycle. Yeah, so just because there's a lot of macroeconomic like support for this type of movement, you know, like like we just saw literally the fall of the United States, like beginning. Yeah, you know, we keep seeing runaway like inflation is about to start pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, you talked about how the the government is considering two thousand dollars a month now. Where did you yeah, hear that? Now, and now, now that the Democrats are in complete control, like now they're starting to throw out like, oh, these ridiculous numbers, these pending proposals. Yeah, the, the, if you don't know, this like, is so Democratic frustrating. Is, yeah, they're usually that's the party that likes to spend the most amount of money. Yeah, like they look at government as like a. Well, think about it. It's a it's a inflationary currency. It, it is the currency to spend. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to like hold the cash i mean in any sense if you're the government you want people to spend it mm-hmm. i mean come on I, I i don't know i don't know what 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 they're thinking and trying to not you know give people money well it all, all it's doing is devaluing the currency if we, if we have to keep printing more and more of it you know there's there's actual economic consequences to that you can't just give everyone money all the time so yeah they want to start giving two thousand dollars a month well, I think that's only because of COVID. It's not going to be yeah. like forever. No, it's definitely just because of COVID. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, there's a cost to everything, right? That that might be the cost. Now, I think $2,000 is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but man, this is so frustrating because Andrew Yang has been talking about this for a long time. And he just got yeah. brushed aside. Like, I mean, this is... Andrew Yang, this is what he thinks about like all the time, like how we think about cryptocurrencies. This is what he's thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if this Bitcoin thing just, <laughs> who knows, man, it could looking at this chart is really not that far away from hundred thousand. Like I, I could actually see it hitting that. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's right here. Yeah, exactly. Like you can see that like hitting like in June or something. Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's possible. But <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to hit like an accumulation zone where it's going to hang out like around between, you know, in the 40s, like just hang out there. And mm-hmm. then at the last minute, just like parabolic all the way to 100 or 150. And then that's when, you know, that's going to happen towards the end of the year. And then that's when people start taking their profits. And then and then that's when you, you get your uncles and your cousins like, hey, you know, Bitcoin corrected at $80,000. Do you think it's a good time to buy? I was like, well, nope. See, but that's the thing. I have that's the thing I have to get like mentally, I have to get past is is that 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 apprehension I'm gonna feel like by seeing more and more of like the people I know in my day to day life starting to adopt these things. Like But you know what? what? Like I just saw a chart of Ethereum Google search is at all time high. Yeah. So to me that's that's terrifying. That means like I should be preparing my exit, but maybe not. Like I like I keep saying this is like this is that's the point isn't it like we want everyone to be using this network yeah but think about it the google searches is all-time high it's like saying that ethereum searches is like at this point at 700 bucks (laughs) like that doesn't mean everybody is searching for ethereum right now it just means that a lot more we're searching now than there were before yeah so that that all-time high figure that's today a year from now should be like peanuts i would think yeah and the price should reflect that, I guess. But yeah, I think there was a YouTuber who predicted that Ethereum was going to go to twenty seven thousand dollars by the end of the year. Who the fuck knows, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so because of the obvious like uh, impending issues with it, which should segue us in, yes. into the next topic. Is like never before has like layer two felt more necessary than now. Like if, if you guys have been interacting with anything, you know, the whole NFT industry is at a total standstill, you know, yeah. nobody wants to buy anything because gas prices are just through the roof. Like we, we totally saw this coming, right? Yeah, for sure. It was going to happen. So to me, it's almost like we're, we're like in red alert crisis mode now. Like the, the community crypto community has to figure this shit out and we can't wait around for years anymore. Like something has to be done. <laughs> 
today. Yeah, because <clears throat> the use cases that where Ethereum makes sense is when you're moving hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're paying gas fees like in the 40 or 50 bucks. That's mm-hmm. not a big deal. The problem is the rest of the projects who are not moving $100,000 worth of crypto, they're, they're suffering by paying 20 to $30 worth of gas. That's not sustainable. That kills businesses. A lot of businesses are in standstill right now because Ethereum is going crazy. Yeah. And essentially, yeah, like NFTs, like, like I said, you know, a lot of the NFTs, especially gaming, you know, nobody's going to want to pay more in gas for the actual game assets that they're trying to purchase, you know, yeah. like an Axie. Who the fuck wants to spend $50 for like a $30, $40 Axie, you know, nobody. Yeah, we predicted this. Every We, we said every project is going to be using sidechain for to, to sustain their business. Yeah, we, were, we we predicted it, but we weren't seeing much movement at the time that we made that prediction, which was like three months back. Yeah. And I think it's because a lot of people were waiting for the rollout of ETH 2.0 and they weren't like so much, they weren't so certain what, what that was going to mean. Like the Ethereum community was promising this to be like, you know, a, a, at least a, a, some kind of help to the scaling issue. And it's been like a solid month now since the rollout and we haven't seen any help. <laughs> and I think Vitalik said it's going to take a couple of years yeah. for that help to actually take effect. So yeah, I think now like the devs, the actual devs are starting to <clears throat> kind of like commit to this layer two technology, you know, like we have no other choice. Which is a safe bet. I mean, your assets are going to be on the side chain, but they're still your assets and they're still provable on the blockchain. And yeah. once E2.0 like settles down, uh, you can just move your assets to the main chain and, and pay the regular gas fees there if you want. I mean, yeah. I, I mean I, this is the same, the same like solution that Polkadot is proposing, right? Like uh, use their network as basically like this ginormous layer two network. Yeah. And then uh, bridging all that data to Ethereum at some point. Right. It's the same thing. Like, so as a developer, you're not really losing out on much. As long as everything is still bridged to the Ethereum network somehow to where the user can still secure that value at some point, whatever time they want to you know yeah. as long as the tools are there like it should be fine it's just it's just going to be a a period of like user like uh like a learning curve for the user you know just like how we all went through the learning curve how to use metamask you know how right. to use all the existing like tools that we interact with daily you know how to use uniswap that was yeah it. i still remember the time where i was like what what is gas what's a what's a yeah, gas fee like why it's all intimidating at first right it's like man i don't know I don't know if I want to do this, but at some point we did it and we got comfortable with it. Now it's like, it's no big deal. It's just the nature of the ecosystem we're in. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, layer two is going to have to go through those, those growing struggles, but it's going to be worth it. You know, people I think are demanding it now, you know, man, this reminds me that we need to look to peruse the, the block ones GitHub account for Bitcoin and see if there's even discussions about integrating with, uh, with a, a multi-chain project like Polkadot. What do you mean? Like that with, who? with Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin? Yeah. You said block one. Yeah, block Yeah, block one, right? Aren't they, they're the developers of Bitcoin, right? No, no, no. Block one is uh, EOS. Is, oh, was it EOS? Shit. Yeah, no. block one. Yeah. <clears throat> then who, who am I thinking about then? I'm not sure. Well, there's okay. a development team working on Bitcoin. So whoever that team yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think the Bitcoin community is as like, because there's nothing being built on top of Bitcoin, right? They're not as like eager, I guess, to uh, solve this scaling issue. Well, it's not about scaling. It's more like interoperability. It's like oh, how 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 do you use Bitcoin, right? If mm-hmm. well, I guess I guess it's it, Bitcoin <laughs> is the use case for countries. Like I just send different countries. Speaking of, let me see if I can find this. Mm-hmm. Oh damn, man! I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Yo, steak is down like big time. The fuck? <laughs> Speaking of that, I guess we were wrong, dude. Steak. It's steak. down big time. What what price is it at? Eleven point five, dude. Dude, it's not down big time. What are you talking about, dude? That's a big time drop, dude. Not not really. <laughs> I was just. The point is like, I look at XI and steak just because of how. Um, in need we were need of it like this thing has the amount of potential chain link had i think well you know? i mean it's because we're in the space and we need a layer two um so we we we're identifying we're recognizing the amount of like value these side chains have mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Way before everyone else, right? The speculators aren't thinking about freaking <laughs> solving gas fees, dude. Yeah, I guess like at what point did you did you figure out oracles were going to be like absolutely necessary in order for for DeFi to exist? The devs figured it out early on. Yeah, because they they're the ones who needed that. That's right. right. In order That's to right. Relay their their information. Exactly. So but now the devs are like fuck, dude. Nobody's buying our shit. Why? Yeah. <laughs> gas is too high. So it's like now, what do we do? Oh, we need to scale. So yeah. How do we do that? Oh, I know. There's something called XDAI and Matic. Like we need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so at some point, like this, this reality has to hit, and like you know, it has to permeate everyone's consciousness. Like crypto can't exist without layer two. It's just yeah. not gonna happen. You know. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> there was a tweet. God, what was it, man? That tweet where the Fed has given the green light to the banks to use. Bitcoin and stable coins to clear transactions, mm-hmm. which is a huge deal. I mean, dude, the Fed has given the, the green light to banks to use cryptocurrencies to settle transactions. Yeah, that is a big deal. It's actually unreal. It's so unreal that I don't really even know what that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going to happen now, dude? Like, I don't know. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. So, Fed... Um, stable coin it kind of makes sense though like well, now why things have been rallying so hard right like it's pretty major news here it is u.s bank regulator green lights stable coin used for federally chartered uh banks uh let's see okay it says all right u.s regulator but they they outlined some stable coins and they also mentioned bitcoin here See if I can. No, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> no. Well, um, so that was that was a. I, I thought that was interesting because now that banks have that green light, you're gonna see a bunch of banks buying Bitcoin just to settle transactions, right? From let's say country to country. Yeah. Or at least like now the the window of opportunities there. So whether or not they're just gonna jump on board, probably they won't do it that quickly, right? But We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, like, that's good news on the uh, regulatory. Hey, Hello? you're back. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Apologize. Internet crashed again. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe these uh, rioters raided the internet somehow. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the cord, dude. Fuck it all. Yeah, so we were talking about how developers are recognizing that they need a a sidechain solution. So we got XDAI and we have Matic. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We've been personally bullish on XDAI for a while. I think because we like, we interacted with actual dApps that integrated Matic and it just felt so seamless to us and like, yeah. it just felt perfect. <laughs> and we had, we haven't really um, interacted much with Matic. I think our best opportunity to have done that would be actually in, uh, in Boss's casino, but unfortunately we can't use that. Because we're U.S. citizens, right? <laughs> we can't gamble. But yeah. from what I've heard, it's pretty seamless there too. You know, uh, his 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 casino. But the point is, they're mostly they're both, I guess, separate technology tackling the same issue. So I, I don't I don't really know what separates them much. Uh, you know, what separates the two? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, XDAI, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, it says um, the XDAI chain is a stable payments blockchain designed for fast and inexpensive stable transactions. XDAI is used for transaction payments and fees, and Stake is used to support proof-of-stake consensus. So what's cool is that you can take any ERC-20 token and move it onto the, the XDAI sidechain, and you're essentially like moving X mana or you know X yeah. whatever ERC-20 that you have. Yeah. And then and then the fees are negligible. I mean, there's uh one of the use cases for XDAI, they were they went to a conference. I, we've talked about this before. And that con- conference, I think like I want to say $30,000 worth of XDAI were spent, so essentially die. And mm-hmm. I think they've they've spent like maybe like 8 cents in fees co- collectively. Yeah. So I mean, if that's <laughs> not a good use case, I don't know what is. No, it obviously works. It's just again, the only thing, only problem is just the additional friction it's going to add to people's lives. You know, that's it. Which is, it's like the opposite of what we wanted to do as a crypto space. Like we want minimal friction as possible, but we're just not there, unfortunately. You know, 
people are going to have to get used to interacting with these 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 conversion protocols to convert their their ERC crypto into layer two crypto. Yeah, you know, like that's going to be like something people are are going to have to get comfortable with. <laughs> which which then yeah. we have to bring up HoneySwap because HoneySwap is Uniswap on a sidechain on XDAI, right? Yeah, yeah, percent. So uh, <laughs> over the last few months, it's kind of like fizzled out of. I guess uh, the the discussion mostly because gas prices were like contained to a minimum during that time, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a mini bear market for altcoins while Bitcoin was running. You know what I mean? But now altcoins all of a sudden are back alive, and now gas is issue number one again. So now Honey Swap, <laughs> the king has risen once again. Basically, <laughs> come yeah. save us all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, HoneySwap is interesting. It's just the, the problem that it's suffering right now is lack of liquidity. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't make sense to swap your tokens on HoneySwap just because the slippage fee is so high. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it's like replacing one problem with another, basically. That's right. That's right. And so there needs to be like a consensus on tools to use because that's how you make things sustainable. Yeah, three months ago, we were talking about how Uniswap, <clears throat> their version three was supposed to be all about this. Like it's supposed to, you know, they basically came out with a statement that they're developing their layer two solution. So people were speculating, what does that mean? Are they going to integrate with Matic? Are they going to integrate with XDAI? I don't, I doubt it. More than likely, they're creating their own layer two, Yeah, you know, which is perfectly fine, <clears throat> you know? <laughs> You know Ultimately, what? I, I think there needs to be a consensus on like what layer two to use because you can't like splinter your user base. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's that's the whole point of Polkadot is that Polkadot is supposed to solve a lot of this like, stuff too. No, it a hundred percent solves all this stuff. Yeah. It's not all fragmented. And if it is, it's still all, it's still all relays to the, you know, the Polkadot yeah. chain, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Like that's why we're so bullish on Polkadot, you know, but at the same time, you can't neglect what you know. You can't just give up on Ethereum, right? Like no one's gonna do that. No, they're not. Yeah, Ethereum is. I've been hearing talks of like you know, because of the whole Polkadot ecosystem emerging, like it's the end to Ethereum. It's, no, definitely not. Ethereum's never going away. I, I'm I'm convinced of that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Ethereum is has established its legacy as like the settlement layer, the value layer. Yeah, I think it's equally as important as Bitcoin is Ethereum. Exactly. Yeah. It is. It'll probably say serve the same functional use case as Bitcoin. It's just like it's it's like the settlement layer, you know. Yeah. A future DApps shouldn't expect to be built on Ethereum, or and, and if if they do, they're just not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. So either you adopt layer two, or you build on Polkadot or something else like Elrond or Cosmos or one of these other new up and coming you know blockchains. <clears throat> yeah, I mean so, yeah. Polkadot has the the gravity just because of Gavin Wood. Yeah, I mean that's that's it has the the X factor there, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of options for like a multi-chain one network solutions. Cosmos, Elrond, um, there's a there's a few other ones other than Polkadot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I just found out recently. I mean, I, I always knew they existed, but once again, man, it's just it's impossible to keep up with everything, right? Yeah, like dude, just. Just focusing on the Polkadot ecosystem is going to be a lot of a lot of work. Yeah, but then you're you're ignoring all the other shit. Like I, I've this week Terra Virtua, which I'm not sure we talked about in this podcast. I'm pretty sure we did. Terra Virtua, it's like yeah, a three D NFT platform. They just announced their partnership with Elrond. You know, yeah. So that's, that's right. yeah that that's Terra Virtua's like that's their solution to the impending. Um, gas issue that they know they're going to face as an nft minting platform right yeah most of their nfts are like 10 15 20 bucks like they're, they're trying to become like a collectibles platform so they can't exist in today's climate like literally yeah same with us <clears throat> we have a lot of nfts in that same price category like it's just not going to work yeah for sure so their solution is elrond you know so everyone else has to come up with like their own solution <clears throat> see i wonder how man it's like the internet is as powerful as it is is because we're all using the same protocols, TCP, IP. Um, yeah. we, we cannot do this as, you know, cryptocurrencies can't have their own like side chains and their own networks. And like, you just can't you do this. So? No, you can't. Because how, well, how are you going to, how are you going to access the same player base? Like, 
the reason why Call of Duty is so big or, um, you know, any of these other popular games is because they're all using the same yeah. protocols. It's the same ones. And therefore, yeah. you, you collect the entire mass population onto a single network, and then you have access. You can sell your game to the mass population. Right now, when you create a blockchain-based activity and you create your own network, you're you're segmenting that population, that access to that population. Yeah, hundred percent. So you, is, that's a major issue for sure. I don't know, man. This is this is this is a tough part, like from the developer standpoint, on selecting which technology to use because you want to select the one that everybody's using. That's why Ethereum is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ethereum has a network effect. Like like that's where all the value is currently. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've we've interviewed people like who are building on like Zilliqa or like on on Wax and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Still completely competent and capable blockchains and ecosystems, but they don't have the the value layer that Ethereum does, you know. Yeah. So that they're not thriving as much as they should be, like right. if they were building on Ethereum. Yeah, man. If I was a developer, I would be focused on only Ethereum solutions, Ethereum based solutions. And and then I would also be looking into Polkadot mm. as a developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <clears throat> so, yeah, so let's summarize. We talked about the demise of the United States. We talked about the rise of Bitcoin um, and the rise of sidechains, which um, many, like the speculator side of the, the community, they are not paying attention to because XDAI is only worth, like, what, $30, $30 million, $40 million? 40, 40 million market cap. Yeah, that's, <laughs> again, it just, to me, it, it just doesn't make sense given the the size of the problem it's, it's, yeah it's the, the problem is insanity like I, I, nothing of substance will ever be built without like this a solution to these problems like we can't just keep sweeping it you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah, for yeah, how yeah. long can we keep sweeping it i don't fucking know man yeah like instead we decide to put our money in like these like meme tokens and shit like that instead of like actual fundamental you know infrastructure things yeah at some point like the market i think is gonna like become rational hopefully <laughs> and like start propelling these things and uh, and the developers themselves have to start adopting them i think that's what yeah i think it becomes obvious kind of like it has to follow the same path Chainlink did like a lot of people didn't understand chain link off the rip yep. and they were intimidated by like that technical proposal of chain link like yeah the just, oracle? just like, the whole concept of an oracle like that already is like what are we talking about the matrix now <laughs> you know? exactly i mean to me that sounds cool as fuck like dude oracle i yeah. want to know what that means but yeah, yeah. <laughs> to most people it's just it's just too much technical jibber jabber yeah and it's like you, you kind of like put that to the side to kind of like oh man i, I want to see what like this chad token's all about yeah you know like <laughs> this this sushi bowl token like way more interesting to me yeah you know but at the end of the day <clears throat> at some point yeah just like the market eventually caught on to the fact that chain link is an integral, you know, component of the big machine we're trying to build here. Yeah. And and the same goes for the graph right now. The graph is huge for developers, but right. But it doesn't look like it because it's only goes down. Yeah. It only only goes down. Um, And so it's, that's a huge opportunity. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, these things, yeah, usually are the slowest to uh, take off, I guess, but I mean, if if the rug pull example we sh- we showed earlier today is an example isn't proof enough, like you want your money invested in like these secure, you know. Yeah, I think I think I think that's a good strategy. It's like find the solutions out there, um, mm-hmm. and invest in those. I mean, this is again not financial advice, but is more of a framework as to how to look at this stuff. Is man, you want to invest in solutions, um, especially solutions where there are competitors. To the solutions yeah because link isn't the only oracle out there but mm. i mean it's it's the most used one yeah there's just there's a whole slew of oracles now because of link yeah so you're gonna see a whole slew of layer twos like as soon as matic or xdi yeah. actually permeates like these things should be in the billions of dollars in the market cap market cap wise like as far as like how much utility they have yeah served yeah agreed it's, like, it's insane so I don't know. Do with that information what you want. Not investment advice as usual. It's yeah. just that's what that's what this is what's important to us. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we deal with it every day. So like we we know what the problems are and we we feel the problems and we we get the complaints just like everybody else. It's like gas fees are too high, so we gotta we gotta search for solutions. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Um, so yeah, I think that covers everything that we wanted to talk about today. Um, uh, we just had a meeting with Ethermon. They're they're about to launch some big things, uh, some some battle Ethermon. And so those who have bought a a grass meta or who got the the airdrop, you're gonna see a bunch of what they call slimes appearing on your land. And so you'll be able to battle the slimes for experience points and prizes and all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. And Corona Zombies just dropped their first weapon. Um, what else? I think that I think that might cover everything. It covers everything for now. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have more Corona Zombies news in the coming weeks for sure. Yeah. But yeah, Ethermon, the game is definitely starting to take shape, yeah. which is big, yeah. you know. And then once the battling comes out, I think like that that's what I predicted like several months back. Like what we're doing here as far as like metafying all this game content, like it won't make sense until like the battle system comes out. Like that's yeah. that's whenever it's all gonna I think it's when it clicks for people like, oh shit. Yeah. You got these virtual pets that can battle now in the metaverse. So how how do I get to that point? Well, there's lots of other game infrastructure that's been set in set in place ahead of that that you have to interact with you know that's right that's right they're all connected just like how (laughs) how like the eth ecosystem building the meta meta ecosystem has to build too yeah for sure yeah and 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 the way that the games have to roll out in in the metaverse is you have to do it in pieces because yeah because i mean you'd have to get a significant investment yeah that's just the nature of the environment right yeah that's 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 the that's what happens whenever you decentralize ownership of something yeah that's right <laughs> you know it's not this easy rollout thing where just like one entity decides all everything you know that's like, right if you want to truly decentralize ecosystem this is the only way to do it you have to fragment development and somehow keep it all interconnected at the end of the day you know yeah so this has been an exciting couple of weeks that's for sure uh bitcoin with the crazy run-up um it's not going to stop Nobody knows where Bitcoin's going to go. Uh, we're seeing predictions between 100 and 300,000. I would uh, I would lean on the conservative side just to be safe. Uh, keep an eye on like actual onboarding of new cryptocurrency people, just because that's going to be one indicator of when the top is has arrived. <clears throat> and also be aware that these um, platforms can go down. Right, we've all seen it. When everybody like when Apple drops a phone, their website goes down. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you think is going to happen when Bitcoin reaches a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars? Right, websites are going to go down, Coinbase, cracking, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. So gas is going to be absurdly high. Like, yeah, it's just it's not going to be a pleasant space. <laughs> yeah, like your portfolios will look pleasant, but yeah, you can't even you can't even like take advantage of your portfolio because everything's. Yeah broken yeah so yeah prepare for that because that's definitely coming also be weird be aware of like the fud campaigns that are going to start coming out of nowhere yeah like that's that's a natural thing of, in a bull market is people people in power and positions of power with like large capital bases like start finding ways to get people to sell their crypto so they can buy them at cheaper prices you know oh that's true yeah that's the way that's the way it goes that's the way it happened in 2017 that's the way it's gonna happen in this cycle that's right yeah i mean it's um, it's gonna look like it's gonna feel like the end of the world like oh my god crypto's dead like shit like that yeah (laughs) but that's never the case don't believe it yeah yeah. I mean, just a few, uh, not even a few months ago, Jamie Dimon was crapping on Bitcoin. He was taking a dump on Bitcoin. Now JP Morgan is saying that Bitcoin's going to go to $146,000 Yeah, and, and and take over gold. Crazy, right? Yeah. yeah so motherfuckers, like, they'll, they'll say anything. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Don't believe it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 101, and there's going to be 100 more coming up. Yep. <laughs> ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for make sure, sure once this COVID shit's over, we def- we need to we're gonna ramp up production for sure of like internet content. Yeah. And we're gonna we gotta dedicate some time to building out the background of that studio. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if you know this, but I bought I bought uh, one of the uh, magazine, uh, the Bitcoin magazine. I bought the first edition. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw so that. That's gonna be that's gonna be a nice addition to our little background. So is this a physical copy? Yeah, it's the actual magazine. Oh wow, still, still sealed. So apparently it's a big deal because I spent five hundred fucking dollars for that thing. <laughs> but I'm sure that's not what it cost when it got issued in 2012. I'm sure it was probably like twenty bucks or something. Yeah. 
point is these things are becoming more and more scarce as time goes on and more and more sought after as the price of Bitcoin keeps going higher and higher. So yeah, for sure. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, for now, let's call it here. Um, this has been the block runner. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the block runner and at Metazone IO. And, uh, yeah, thank you for watching and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Block Runner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner.